back, everybody. Week seven. This is Tom, Treehouse, Julius. No different. How you doing? Hey, this is Craig. I got a uh, boot light. Hey everybody, this is Corey. I got a Super Typhoon from Treehouse Brewery. Staying solid with the treehouses. It's a beer crack. (laughs) (laughs) Not a sneeze. Not a sneeze. Um, I'm drinking Get Snow Fatter. It's a double IPA. It's actually, oh, Tom, you'll kind of like this. It's uh, two breweries combined to make this. It's Interboro Spirits and Ales and our friend Finback that we've had before. So uh, I can't wait to try that. All right, we're uh, Top Shelf Fantasy. Uh, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Google Play. Also, follow us on Twitter at, um, at Top Shelf FNTSY. That's also our Instagram name. Or visit our website at topshelffantasy.com. All right, let's get into the news. Um, first thing here is uh, Nikhil Harry is back at practice. The uh, first round pick for the Patriots is finally practicing. Um, and it's pretty exciting seeing that the Pats really do need someone else on the field to catch the ball. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we saw it last week. Uh, Gordon's not really doing much. I mean, Gronk obviously hasn't been on the field for a while. Dorsett's hurt. Uh, this is <laughs> this is a, this is a good time for Nikhil Harry to go. Well, I'm just I'm throwing out the Gronk thing because it's like most people just associate the Pats with oh a big passing attack and everything, and there's just doesn't feel like there's a ton of weapons. Um, but we're six and zero. Well, our our, like, our deep threatened Dorsett was out, and uh, Gordon went down pretty early. So they were really left with Edelman and Myers and uh, Olszewski, the punt returner, uh, at wide receiver this past week. So they're definitely hurting at wide receiver. Nikhil Harry's the first one of any player in the NFL right now to be designated to return. Um, so he will be coming back at some point this year. Which is huge because your concern with the Patriots, even putting him on, on IR, was that he wasn't going to come back. We have Wynn on IR. We have Devlin on IR. So it's good to see that he's already uh, designated to return because, I mean, they're going to need him. They're thin. To piggyback off this, uh, Ben Watson was signed again yep. by yep. the Patriots. So um, also, well, got, yeah, because uh, Lacoste is yeah, hurt. yeah, he's like, he's going to be out a few weeks. So right neither, there, just neither have any fantasy relevance. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you have a deep deep bench pick up to see, but yeah, don't go. Jason Waterfalls. Yeah, I'm not going to recommend any tight ends whatsoever from, <laughs> yeah, from here no, on out. Not Izzo ads. or no? Not, not any tight end <laughs> in any team. <laughs> That's how I feel. So um, there's an injury over with uh, the Saints right now that's actually kind of concerning. So we put in a note about uh, Travaris Cadet, uh, who is a player I believe that they, they've had for a little while. He's a running back, a nice little gadget player. Um, they're working him out. We'll see if they're going to sign him. Lat Murray, I believe, and I'm um, not sure if there's another running back on their roster right now. They have uh, Who's that guy, rookie? Uh, Washington. They also have oh, Dwayne Ozing- Washington. Ozingabo. Ozi- Ozingbo. Ozing- yeah. Um, yes. So, the, and this this isn't uh, everybody go pick up Travaris Cadet. This is the Kamara injury, which is a high ankle sprain. Um, so, we'll cross him off our injury list when we get over there, but... The high ankle sprain with Kamara, just the Saints going out and signing somebody just makes it a little bit more concerning. Like, you're not sitting here saying, oh, well, if Kamara's out, go pick up Travaris Cadet and start him and play him. It's 
if you're a Kamara owner, you have to monitor everything from now until he's 100%. Yeah, and if you're in a, you find yourself in a deep 14 team plus league, maybe you do add him speculatively, but that's about it. He's not going to be an instant starter. You still have Lat Murray there that should be looking at touches. Um, Traverse Cadet does have the benefit of being familiar with the system. He could come in and play week one, um, you know, week one on the team. But again, speculative ad at best at this point with Kamara still nursing. We can't go back in time to week one. <laughs> um, I wish we could. That would be nice. <laughs> if I could turn. Okay. Um, so Rams made some moves today. Uh, obviously, everyone saw a lot of things going down. They traded away Marcus Peters first, and everyone was kind of confused since Akib Talib was just put on IR. And then um, they went and got a new center uh, from the Browns, who was a fairly you know young guy. I think he's like 23, 24 years old. Uh, however, he is a fairly good center. So that is one move that they made. But then the big blockbuster move they made today was going and getting Jalen Ramsey. Now you're you know saying to yourself, this is a fantasy football podcast. Why are you talking about that? However, uh, one part of this that really does matter uh, is that the center move really does tell me that they're going to be focusing on a, a, an issue that they've you know had all season which is their Jerry offensive Goff. line or 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 Jared Goff <laughs> so that's they part of run it. the ball I don't know that's what I took away from the center signing to be completely honest but I think that they have a lot of issues uh on on offense even though that it is the Rams that they did want to address and I think it started up front uh and I think that it's going to definitely help them out a lot Going forward, getting a, a solid centerpiece. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good one. Who's that cornerback they got today? Jalen Ramsey. Oh yeah, it's pretty yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. I think. Uh, I think that whole he had a back injury and leaving for some personal reason over in Jacksonville was all a farce. He More he wanted out. Yeah, you Could see be. that happen all too often. That you have a guy pulled out of the game for personal reasons or a, a mystery back injury. He's just, just about to get traded. Um, Ryan Tannehill is going to be starting for Tennessee. Um, bye-bye, Mariota. We're actually getting some updates right now that it sounds like this is – they're calling it a the beginning of a new opportunity for Tannehill. So I this may be the end of Mariota. Um, this may increase value for Corey Davis, A.J. Brown – Maybe the run game because they have a competent quarterback who could potentially throw the ball. This is probably an offense that we'll be monitoring to see how it changes from it's, a fantasy perspective. It's more good news for the entire offense, I think. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would think so, too. He's a more conventional yeah. quarterback, um, so it is going to actually help Henry uh, in, in the in the long run, I think, because not being able to pass really kind of stacks the box against Henry, so... Yeah, in uh, the NFL, it's good to pass the ball. It's it's good to do both. Um, yeah. So, and then another note, real quick, because we love talking about him. Fitz Magic came in as Rosen was benched, so that should be fun going forward. But is he the starter? Come probably, next week, probably, probably not. not. Because we'll talk. We'll probably talk more. About it's because they almost day. won. Like you know what? Uh, we we still got a tank. We could get a yeah, toss. Yeah. Uh, Josh yeah. back in there. Yeah, doing a little too good there. He just uh, he's just so much hey, fun to watch. Hey Ryan, do you remember why we signed you? Yeah, you need to get out there and start losing some points. <laughs> <laughs> Throw some picks again, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So injuries, real quick. Amari Cooper, uh, big thigh bruise. Apparently, he's in horrible pain. Big. Uh, yeah. Go. I don't know. Words that I won't say here. 
Uh, Devontae Adams, MBS, <laughs> Geronimo. I mean, do we do we think Amari Cooper is the type of player that is going to play through a thigh bruise? I have no idea. I mean, I mean that's 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 it, what I'm, I'm trying. Like, I don't wait. Know that so are you gonna are you calling him soft? Yes. I mean, he was in her. Like, it's very painful. I think he would play if he could. I mean, I I I think it was that painful where he's like, <laughs> I cannot get on the field. Like, he's in pain today. He can't even like walk. Yeah, you're. I mean, as a as a player, it's a good team move to not go out there and hurt your team. If he can't run routes, he can't get in and out. He's a quick, agile route runner. And, you know, at the end of the day, he's kind of a burner. If he can't do that, he can't add value to his team. So for him to sit out, it's probably the right call. I'm not going to call him soft for it, but he should play this week. If he doesn't play this week, I'll reevaluate his softness. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a, it's a big hit to, to Dak Prescott, in my opinion. Amari Cooper has really been a big part in why the offense for Dallas has been, you know, tenfold better. So I think that that hurts the rest of the offense if Amari Cooper is out. Yeah, um, and then guys that are really going to hurt in offense if they're out, uh, Devontae Adams still uh, dealing with the toe. MVS exited the game, ended up coming back against Detroit. Geronimo exited, never came back. Uh, this is this is getting to be pretty um, scarce for Aaron Rodgers if all three of these guys end up missing time. I mean, I would expect MVS to be in the game. He's probably going to have a huge game. He will. I mean, he, if Adams he, and Geronimo are out, but yeah. He came back and finished the game, so it's more Geronimo probably going to be out a week. And Adams, it, if I had to guess, I think he's out again. Yeah, I know Did, they were saying he was close to playing. He was he was out for warmups, but he just is still far away. I mean, turf toe is a. Is, he even tough. said he's like. I'm not coming back until I'm healthy. It's like, I don't know why people are saying a week. Which like, is, again, it, the it right could be move. one to five. Like, yeah. You with, don't know. With turf toe, it's a high risk of re injury. There's no sense in rushing back and missing, you know, a month, two months. And they're five to and one, too. Exactly. So, exactly. They, the they got the big win against the Lions, which I'm sure we'll probably go over. The, but the handed win. Yeah. So, but that's huge. So, you know. Right. But no, and I mean that's a that's a good point. A five and one team, do you need Adams to win? You know, and maybe if he's not one hundred percent, why risk it and send him out there? Um, Emmanuel Sanders ended up leaving the game. Um, he doesn't. He didn't end up returning. And it looks like it's a knee. We have no other information other than knee. If it's a sprain, and he plays he on Thursday too, so yep. that's tough. Yeah, short week, and all I've seen so far is he said he's going to do his best to get out there. That is very uh, non-committal. Again, a guy that you and don't want to push. Everybody's going to tell you that, like, and that's the thing. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, so monitor practice. James Conner has a quad injury now. They were up big. He didn't end up coming back. It sounds like he was kind of dancing around and having some theatrics on the sideline. So, I mean, he he's probably fine. I would anticipate him being out there. But, again, another one to monitor. Yeah. It's a practice. bye week, too. He's, so I feel like he's also fine. been banged up a lot uh, this year and just kind of been playing through it. Yes, they're also on a bye. I forgot about that. So that would yeah. make sense. <laughs> yeah, he's got some time. Um, Alvin Kamara, the high ankle sprain. We kind of already talked about that. Todd Gurley, the quad contusion. He wasn't active this past week. So that's concerning. If you're a Todd Gurley owner, you have to watch the practice squads. If you don't have Malcolm Brown, get, I don't know what you're doing. Get Henderson. <laughs> or get Henderson. Um, would you Would you rather Henderson or Malcolm Brown? This week, Malcolm Brown. 
But I'm, I, always, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm just saying if Todd Gurley's out. I'm saying if if you don't already if you have Todd Gurley and you're and you don't have, have no one else Gurley. to play, pick up Henderson. He might get you you know five for forty five again. But he could, I, he could get a touchdown. Like he looked explosive. Yeah, Henderson is a talented player. However, I'm seriously not at all concerned about what I just saw this past week in Malcolm Brown because they were playing San Francisco 49ers, who are one of the best defenses in the league. And it's been through and through. Malcolm Brown is going to come in and you know take the first first and second down work. Um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens going forward. But I wouldn't be one of those people that's too concerned about Malcolm Brown's four point, you know, fantasy day. Um, you know, just just hold on a second. It, 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 they did play the 49ers. Yeah, and if you're a Todd Gurley owner, and for some reason the Brown owner saw his four points and dropped him, pick him up Most because definitely. they did play the best run defense in the league. Oh yeah, Br- Brown should be owned in every league. Yes, um, Will Disley. Oh, torn Achilles. That's sad. It it's very sad. sad. <laughs> play, just play the, the violin one, right there. The one position that's an absolute like. And he was hurt last year too. So like he showed flashes last year. Got hurt this year. He's probably a top five to seven tight end because his position just sucks. Seattle sold their backup off because <laughs> they felt so confident. Oh my God, you're right. They did get Vanette. Hey, and they got, they got Luke Wilson. They got, they got Luke Wilson. <laughs> exactly. They're, they don't know anything. Way, so, to go, way to go. So, um, R.I.P. Disley. R.I.P. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you next year. So, um, jumping into waivers. So, we'll have, I think there's a couple of tight ends on the waivers that we're going to end up talking about. Um, I will kick it off. This is the guy that I tossed up there right away the second that I could. Jamal Williams. Um, okay. So, we talked about Aaron Jones last week. He was one of my sell highs. Scored like 45 points. You saw him absolutely dominate. And then Jamal Williams hasn't played in two weeks. Comes back. Gets 19 opportunities. Basically five targets. 14 carries. A week after Aaron Jones does what he did. There, Jamal Williams is the new Devontae Booker. Like... He's just <laughs> taking yeah. all of these touches. Why from won't a you town. die? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he just won't go away. And here's my thing with Jamal Williams. I was a big Jamal Williams supporter coming out of BYU uh, a couple of years ago. Really liked the way that he ran. He's a violent runner. He's not anything dynamic, but he gets the job done. And what he ended up doing with those 19 opportunities, he had an absolutely monster day. If he is out on your waivers, you have to go out and get him. I'm saying about $10 of your of your $100 fab budget, 10% of your fab budget should really be allocated to Jamal Williams. All right. And uh, so the one that I was going to highlight, uh, the one that I would like to highlight the most uh, on waivers this week is someone who somehow is still available. And, and I shouldn't say somehow. I think a lot of people had to make some changes on their own roster and could not wait it out. Uh, and that is Jamison Crowder. Uh, Jamison Crowder is 43% owned in all of leagues. And, you know, when Darnold is on the field, who is just come back this past week and, you know, he's gone, you know, through the, the mono, he's, he's back. Uh, he's seen twenty. Diarrhea. Yeah, the, the 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 diarrhea. You know, too too many trips to Mexico. I don't know, um, but 
when Darnold's on the field, Crowder has been targeted 26 times. That's two games. 26 targets in two games and caught 20 of them. That's a pretty good ratio and has averaged 15 points a game while Darnold on the field. So, again, a lot of people had to probably drop him because they couldn't wait out the four weeks that Darnold was out. Um, you you got to remember, 17 targets week one. And, and the way that the Jets looked... Uh, this past week against the Dallas Cowboys really suggests that things are going to start to turn around with Darnold there. Um, you know, I think I think there's good nods to almost all the players on there, but I know that Crowder is someone that he's looking up, uh, looking at uh, going forward. Uh, they're already past their bye. I know that you know they play New England this week, so it may not be a great start this week. But this guy needs to be uh, owned, and he needs to be you know thought of as at the very least, a flex play, you know, every week for you. Uh, so our, our suggested fab bid is $12. Solid. Uh, my number one guy I wanted to highlight this week, and I know we are talking about tight ends quite a bit, uh, Jared Cook. He's got touchdowns in back-to-back weeks, proven to be a valuable red zone target for Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, if you trace back Bridgewater to when he was in uh, Minnesota, you'll see his tight ends always had good numbers gives me a bit of faith that Bridgewater is going to continue to look at him especially down near the end zone uh, with the tight end landscape kind of in a rough patch in the entire league or across the board a lot of injuries and maybe not that many valuable ones out in your league uh, Cook's a decent streaming option or at least a desperation flex play but you got to remember he is very touchdown dependent um, so I've got him a little bit higher than most but we're got about an average of a three dollar fab bid here yeah, and just one thing on Jared Cook real quick. He's being dropped like crazy. That's that's just one thing. So he's likely available. Which is kind of funny because he just scored two touchdowns in two weeks. Right. And and I'm say, for like, a tight end, it's hard to do that because the landscape <laughs> is so bad. Right. And so he should be owned. All right. Um, I'm going to pig, piggyback off of a tight end. Um, he should be owned in most leagues, but Hunter Henry... He's only owned in 62% of leagues on Yahoo, so I know he was dropped by a lot of players after week one just because, you know, that's the first couple weeks of the very hot waiver pickups, and you're just going to drop the guy that's not going to play for a couple weeks. He played last week, tore it up, two touchdowns, 100 yards, eight receptions. Rivers just threw to this guy in the red zone constantly. If he's out there, um, we are going to put up 26 bucks for him because going forward i think you could be arguably a top five to top six tight end going forward yeah 100 percent. and the 62 percent ownership is as of today two days ago he was it probably was like likely 58 57 even right. less than that yeah and you saw his target share just like you like you touched on was ridiculous keenan allen looked like he wasn't even on the field like he wasn't getting a single and that's look. gonna hurt um mm, allen a lot. yeah you see a and big Williams. big uh stock drop for them with Hunter Henry back. Um, all right, I'll I'll take uh, the next one here. So Chase Edmonds is a guy that um, I'm targeting as a pickup this week. I know a lot of people were likely on Chase Edmonds last week with DJ being out. With DJ being active this week, he may have been dropped, but he's seeing snap percentages of 35% two weeks ago and 29% last week. In in those two the past two weeks, he's got 18 touches, 13 carries, five catches for 153 scrimmage yards and two TDs. That's that's a very good stat line for somebody who's getting below 40 percent of the snaps. Um, 
whether DJ's banged up or not, it looks like Edmonds is part of this offense. I mean, we're just watching the condensed game of uh, Arizona, and we're watching Chase Edmonds, and we go, this guy looks explosive. I hinted at it a couple weeks ago. Coaching staffs, if a running back is not their guy, if it's not the one that they drafted, there's no... Um, there's no, uh, what is the word I'm looking like for? A, like a tie? Like yeah, a, like, the, like there's, there's no, no tie. There's like no responsibility for that coaching staff to give the ball. So, you know, Cliff Kingsbury doesn't feel like there's an obligation for him to give the ball to DJ right now. Um, and he's giving the ball to Chase Edmonds very limitedly, but Chase Edmonds is doing a lot with it. An opportunity, if you can take advantage of a little opportunity and, and make it pay off big time, that's exactly what Chase Edmonds is doing. I can see his role grow. Um, it's likely a player we're going to be talking about two, three weeks from now. Get him cheap. $5 fab. Yeah, so the next guy that I was going to highlight on our waiver wire uh, this week is another tight end. Uh, and this is also this is mainly a streaming option. Dawson Knox comes off of a buy, so a lot of people were probably, you know, had him dropped. Because if you had likely if you had Dawson Knox on your team, you only had him to stream him for one week anyway, and dropping him after. Uh, well, they play Miami this week, and we all know how bad Miami is. So you want to exploit that matchup as much as you can. Uh, so I, I feel pretty confident in saying that you know, giving you know two dollars maybe I don't know, uh, you know if you, he might even be able to clear without spending anything on him. But our, our suggested fab bid is two dollars <clears throat> even after Miami. He has Philadelphia, which is kind of tough, but then Washington, Cleveland, Miami again. So this might be someone you can hang on to, um, but I, I would just definitely suggest picking him up, uh, you know, before Miami, the M- Miami game, and, and see what can happen anyway. I mean, there is the possibility that Tyler Croft comes back, um, but you know that that's why I say don't spend spend up on him. Um, but again, two bucks. Yeah, I completely agree. I think Dawson Knox is one of my either dart throws or sleepers a while back, and uh, that was kind of it. He, he's got a good schedule coming forward. And if you can grab him still, do it. If you can get a guy who plays Miami two times in five I know. weeks. Exactly. When you just said, <laughs> yeah. you just said a schedule, I'm like, all right, I have OJ Howard on a bye, <laughs> and I should probably drop him, so Doesn't yeah, I might pick him up, to be honest. But... <laughs> that's actually, that schedule is pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. So actually, now that we're just going to talk about it, it'll be real quick, but I watched, um, I'm a big fan of the draft, and I watched this uh, in the draft room special for the Buffalo Bills, and they traded up to get Dawson Knox, and when they did that, everyone started up jumping up and, and cheering. So I know for a fact that the Bills really like this kid. I didn't know why they saw it in him, but obviously now as you know, the season has progressed, it, it shows why. Um, so, you know, he, he could be something, you know, a lot of people in the NFL rooms knew about, but you know, us as fantasy players, you know, we just kind of have to wait and see. So good player for sure. Um, that leads me into my next guy of the week. I'm looking at Anthony Miller. Um, we saw a decent uptick in his production in the Oakland game a couple weeks back. He had his bye week last week, but that gives him the entire bye week and Matt Nagy to install their game plan for a week. New Orleans secondary. Um, I like Nagy coming off a bye week. I think he's going to add some wrinkles, maybe involve Miller a little bit more. He does have the speed and the ability to get open in space. Uh, the Saints have shown that they can take away your number one guy. you got Marshawn Lattimore, who's kind of returned to that rookie year form. Uh, last week, he locked down DJ Shark. 
and you know DJ Shark's been going off. So hopefully, or not even hopefully, but it looks like he's probably going to try to do the same thing against A Rob this week. So theoretically, you should see a few more opportunities go Miller's way. Uh, Chase Daniel probably the quarterback. I think Mitch Trubisky's still nursing the shoulder. So if you're in bye week trouble, like a lot of other people are, he's not a bad option at around a three dollar uh, fab bid. I wouldn't go much higher than that on him because I don't think he has a ton of long-term value, but uh, a decent play. Yeah, and uh, I think two weeks ago, I think Lattimore shut down Mike Evans for zero points. So if they, you know, if he shuts down A-Rob, Miller had 74% snap share before the buy, which is the highest. And Gabriel, I don't know if he's back or not. I know he was hurt and he was out two weeks, but... Yeah, it's a good guy to, to get cheap to kind of, you know, bye week fill in, wait and see. But, um, all right. My other person is Robbie Anderson. Again, I thought he shouldn't be here, but he's only owned 59% of leagues. He was my buy low guy last week. Pat myself on the back there. Good for you, Scott. He um, had 125 yards and a touchdown on five receptions. Got Sam Darnold back. So, I think you can pick him up now. He has two weeks that are very tough for him, but then after that, he has Miami, the Giants, Washington, Oakland, Cincinnati, and Miami. Just an absolute cake matchup. So pick him up now. Our bid's for 17 bucks, and I think he's a league winner um, week nine going forward. Yeah, I uh, couldn't agree more that the Jets right now are a team that I want to buy in on everything that they have with the way that Donald has played. We watched uh, his game against Dallas this past week and be able to shift in the pocket, move up, make the right read, make the right pass, touch passes, bullet passes. There was just some. There was just something different about the entire offense when Donald was out there. Yeah, he's an NFL quarterback. That's <laughs> but but it, it just goes to show like they there are weapons. There's Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, Lev Bell. They're getting Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon. Jamison yeah. and Robbie can both be played in. Um, and the, I wouldn't play them in the same lineup, but they can be played at the same time. They're both startable fantasy assets. I mean, so, when you play Miami, I would play. Well, one hundred percent. I'm just just saying everything there is Game to go around there. You, but. <laughs> um, what was the what was the bid we set on that? Uh, Seventeen bucks and Perfect. Crowder. We have a twelve. I, I have Anderson a little above Crowder, but I they're too, yeah. both right around the same. Um, yeah, just just in general, get. Yeah, my last player here, Jacoby Myers. This is probably a pickup that will pay off for only a couple of weeks. Um, Josh Gordon's banged up. Philip Dorsett's banged up. Lacoste is banged up. They had to go and get Watson, who hasn't played with the team at all since preseason because yep. he was suspended four games. Uh, Rex Burkhead doesn't look like himself. Um, there's just not a lot of pass catchers in New England. And Jacoby Myers ended up catching all four of his targets uh, that Brady threw his way. Brady and Rodgers are very similar that when you have Rodgers' trust, when you have Brady's trust, they tend to continue to go back to you. So I can see Brady looking for Jacoby Myers. Now, I think the return of Nikhil, I think as Gordon gets healthy, as Dorsett gets healthy, Jacoby Myers may end up fading. That's why our fab bid is is really only a $3 fab bid. But the next couple weeks moving forward, he has a real opportunity to return some sort of wide receiver, three flex numbers uh, for you. Um, 
you know, nice little cheap option if, if you need something. And the last guy for me this week is Josh Allen. Uh, he's available in 48% of leagues, and with the quarterback landscape the way that it is, he should be owned. Um, unfortunately, he had that concussion against New England, and then after that, he was playing Tennessee and had a bye, so I can see why a lot of players or managers were not holding him onto his team, onto their team. But if you did, man, good for you, because all the same reasons I talked about Dawson Knox is the same thing with Josh Allen. It's the same schedule. You got Miami twice, Philadelphia, Washington, and Cleveland in the next five games. With a guy who has averaged 19 fantasy points per game in games that he finishes, you know, i.e. not getting concussed against New England, uh, he is definitely going to be someone that could or 100% should be a QB1 in all five of those games and could possibly be a top five quarterback in each week. I wouldn't be surprised if this guy finishes as a top by eight quarterback on the season. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're saying, you know, a $10 fab bid on him because, um, you know, the quarterback position is, you know, what it is. So I don't think that you have to spend up too, too much on quarterbacks, but definitely 10%. Or, you know, $10 on a $100 fab bid. Yeah, I completely agree with you across the board. Um, so leading into my pick, kind of Tom kind of mentioned it a little bit with the uh, Jacoby Myers being relevant for a few weeks. And this might come a little bit early or prematurely, but I think now is a good time to start thinking about adding Nikhil Harry. Uh, we talked at it talked about it at the top of the broadcast here um if you've got the space and you aren't struggling through bye weeks specifically this week harry's a great speculative ad for you uh this week at probably the last week or two that you'll have him at a big discount right now he's only owned in seven percent of yahoo league so not a lot of people are targeting him um even less are rostering him as soon as he had that ir designation i bet you well apparently 93 percent of people dropped him i assume he's close (laughs) to 100 percent ownership you know before the season so um Patriots have a string of nice matchups coming up. Wide receiver core that's hurting. I mean, we've talked about all this. So uh, probably still only like a $1, maybe $2 max fab budget at this point. You might even be able to get him at a $0 bid this week. Next week, as he nears a a return, it's just going to go up from there. So nab him early if you have the space to stash him. And Harry in rookie drafts this year, you know, fantasy drafts he was the number one receiver drafted so this guy had a lot of hype um they took him first round he's with tom brady they need receivers so bad that i mean he's not gonna play till week nine i think at the earliest but like what Corey said if you can get him for a dollar now and you you have the bench to do so do it because he could pay off in the end and i'll go into my last waiver it is um Alan Lazard, wide receiver, Green Bay. You saw it last night or on Monday night um, when MVS went down for a bit. Allison left the game. Jimmy Graham dropped 25,000 balls. <laughs> In the end zone. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers just goes, all right. My team. <laughs> and, and when Allison was in there, he dropped the ball too. Yeah. Rodgers had to find someone that would not drop the ball, and he found Lazard. After that, he kept on going to him. He ended with five receptions or four receptions on six targets, 65 yards, and a late touchdown. So if Allison and Adams miss time, this is the biggest part of it because if they play, you know, don't play Lazard. But I feel like they're going to miss at least one week. He's a guy you can pick up for, we have for $1. And to toss in for a flex for a bye week, I think it's a great fill-in because you saw it last week. And 
kind of what Tom said. He's like Tom Brady. If you if he trusts this receiver, he's going to throw it to him, no matter how good he is on paper or anything. So, um, yeah, and you you mentioned the the late touchdown. It was a fantastic catch, which is important when yep. you when you look beyond the stats and you look at the actual games. He showed great hands. He showed great routes. He showed great strength, and he showed a desire to create contact when he was running with the ball after catch. He's going to create yardage for you after the catch, and he's going to make great catches. You can't really find a better look than that, especially in a Green Bay offense that still throws the ball a lot. And I mean, to to double down even further, if you own a Devontae Adams, a Geronimo Allison, these guys might miss. This is your best out of the week, a guy that's going to fill in that spot. Yeah, and sure. um, I I just want to talk about um handcuffs for like two seconds yeah so i feel like that this is a good week to start getting your handcuffs if you don't have them yet tom talked about chase Edmonds. i feel like it's too late for chase Edmonds. he's a guy i think you can start each week as a flex guy but if alexander medicine's out there you have Devin cook get him benny snell if you have connor get him tony pollard tony pollard you have Zeke, get him um latavius murray even more now with the kamara injury get him I don't know if you guys want to say any other handcuffs out I there. Mean, what about Bonifon? Do we I even Edo Bonif- Smith? Edo Smith, yeah. Um, Bon yeah. Bonifon, if you have this the, the space, yeah. I mean, but know that you're probably never going to play him I mean, unless and, CMC is hurt. And here's the thing: there's only really a hand handful of handcuffs that are worth rostering. Yeah, I mean, right? Bonifon d- doesn't get one touch when CMC's on the field, so it's right. not like you know you can't play them. But the question you have to start to ask yourself is. If CMC goes down, if some of these guys go down, are these players fantasy relevant? I mean, Alexander Madison, I've been saying it for a while, is the best handcuff in the oh, game. If you don't have down. Cook, you should still target right. Like I would, I, right, if you exactly. have the space, I mean, some people don't have the space to do so, but if you do, Cook goes down, boom, you have another RB2 at the worst. This is why Malcolm Brown was so valuable in the beginning of the season right. with Todd injury, uh, Todd Gurley's injury lingering over his head, and I mean other handcuffs that you're thinking about, like a Dion Lewis. If Derrick Henry goes down, do you think he has value? You think he still carries it? Yeah, there's I, mean, t- I mean, there's Tannehill. He'll, he'll now. definitely have. So value. might have. That's value actually a good one. Just with Tannehill being active, yeah, I, I, I actually didn't even think about that guy at all. Yeah, he's in 18 percent uh, ownership in Yahoo leagues, so he's probably available in your league more more likely than not, um, and has proven in the past that he has yeah. the talent. Patricia he, loves him too, so. Brable. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's as a pretty yeah, good variable. Go on. Yep, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> this IPA is uh, it, it's it's eight percent. So uh, ooh, it's not bad. Not bad. Got him. All right, so we're gonna head over to our Thursday night matchup. Just cut that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> we we don't edit here. <laughs> so so Thursday night is uh, the Kansas City Chiefs who have actually dropped two um, this year, and the Denver Broncos who have won two. This year, so we will see how well this is gonna go. Um, but we got some obvious fantasy uh, implications or, or, or matchups that we want to exploit. Um, Denver's defense is fairly okay uh, in the secondary. They're very good now. The last two weeks, they give yes. up nothing to the run game. Yeah. yeah. So which with with, without without Bradley Chubb, they're doing great, which is very weird. Yeah, I did not see that coming. I thought they'd take a huge hit with Chubb going down. It's weirdly gone the opposite direction. You know, sometimes things defy logic. 
So we don't expect a lot then from the running game. Will you I mean, like the the two carries that or the no, two touches? Uh, I mean, they last were I don't, Miami. Yeah. I don't know that I'm comfortable in the Kansas yeah. City backfield. I mean, I honest. I don't want to start any running back in Kansas City. There's going to be one that. I mean, you're la- going to be wrong. Last <laughs> week, you're going to be wrong more often. Last than week, not. Damian got the touchdown, but he also had only had. Two touches the entire game. Yeah, didn't Daryl Williams get a touchdown last week too? If, I, if I'm not mistaken, it I may could have be been called back. I think you are mistaken. Um, okay, but he thinks no. I think no he he of the football I watched this weekend because I was camping, I saw Daryl Williams in the end zone. No, I feel he like. he had a big catch. Um, he had like a 35 yard catch. Yeah, 50, just, 52 yard gain, no touchdown. Just okay. Mind blowing. Oh, he was like I think it was was he out at the one. It, he was very close to the end. Zone. Yeah, whatever. But 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 even so, the third guy, Daryl Williams, is getting work. Like right. I mean, he caught as many eight, touches he as Damian Ball. But uh, more importantly, not about who's getting the work. It's the work's not consistent. Damian Williams two weeks ago got nine carries, and Shady got nothing. Shady got eight carries this past week, and Damian got nothing. Like. There's no consistency to this run game. Yeah, exactly. Like you almost want to say that it mirrors the Niners situation, but it doesn't because it's with just the Niners, worse. you know, it's Coleman and Brita, and most are the odd going guy to out. Get touches. Yeah. Right. So it, it, it's it's a three headed, not monster. It's a it's a three headed cuddly teddy bear. I don't know what to t- I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I just I just picture Andy Reid as the George R R Martin sitting back and be like, "Who can I ask? Wait, off just wait, week? just wait. It's coming. It's coming. Darwin Thompson's coming. Just wait." Darwin Thompson is coming. <laughs> Tom and Darwin Thompson. If there was ever a time for Darwin Thompson. And you wouldn't let him be my dart throw of the year either. <laughs> uh, well, at the time, it was... You're welcome. Was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, my dart throw is still doing nothing. But mm. obviously, you're starting Pat Mahomes. Obviously, you're starting Tyreek Hill. What about the wide receiver options? Uh, I'm probably leaving McCole Hardman on the bench. Um well, Marcus if, Robinson, I'm probably playing. If Sammy Watkins is out, I might play him even if he goes. You know, that's what I've been thinking, and it has burned. Yeah, so I was actually going to say. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about this in our, our next um, podcast segment. It's a hold and fold section with these yeah, uh, Kansas City receivers. But, um, so, so go ahead and give that one a listen as well if you've listened to this one so that uh, you can get the full take on, on what we think about the Kansas City secondary passing pieces. Yeah, and we, let's just flip pieces. over to the Broncos real quick because Thursday night game, Emmanuel Sanders is banged up. Is Deshaun Hamilton, I mean, we didn't even mention him as a pickup, but he should probably be picked up. You know, up we did not, which is kind of weird. I don't know why uh, we didn't rosters. think of that. Yeah, we, we do talk about him a lot. So um, that's a good point, Adam, and now. Deshaun Jack uh, Hamilton led, uh, the, I know it's a different offense, but he led the, the Broncos last year in targets. Um, this is a, a highly skilled wide receiver who can play the slot and really play anywhere out on the field. He's been carving a bit of a role as of lately. And if Sanders isn't on the field, I mean, this opens up the door for a guy like Deshaun Hamilton. Um, I mean, I think Sutton's still getting his. I mean, this is likely going to be a shootout, so Sutton's still going to get his. But Deshaun might be a sneaky little play. Yeah, and it might have been a function of not being involved in the game plan all week, but Sanders went down um, in this game, and Hamilton only got two targets, which is unfortunate for him. Going forward with a full week of practice, especially if they know that Sanders is either going to be out or limited, you might see a huge uptick for him. And to touch on what you were saying, we should have probably brought him up in our in our waiver pickups. 6% owned. You can grab him in your league. And and like th- there's no one else on the team that's a, that's a wide receiver besides Sutton. If Sanders misses time, there's 
Fred Brown, and Winfrey. And that's about it. Uh, excuse me, who? <laughs> yeah. So- yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's it. So last week, Deshaun had 65% um, snap count. Yeah. That's good. That's going to grow without Sanders. Yes, Flacco is the quarterback, but you saw that in prior weeks, Sanders and Sutton can both be fantasy options. So yeah, and I was I was actually going to and so, sorry. No, 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 no. Go go, go on. Flacco's actually been fine from a fi- fantasy perspective. Like I sat here at the beginning of the year, I was like, I want nothing to do with anybody. Yep. No to Sutton, Flacco. nothing. I mean, even the running backs are catching passes. I mean, we look at Philip Lindsay and. Um, Royce Freeman, I mean, they both combined for like 10 catches and 80 yards or something. I'll have to go and look at exactly what the numbers were, but he's throwing the ball to everybody and everybody's fantasy relevant. Yeah, and I think Flacco has gotten a bad rap over the years playing out of Baltimore where he didn't have a ton of weapons around him. I mean, he had a Crabtree who he did well with, right. and then he had Willie Sneed who came in in flashes. But besides Torrey that, Torrey Smith had, you know, had his games, but he was a boomer bust more or less, and running backs that didn't really catch the ball. So... And I mean, who was the tight end who was? Fa- I mean, he Pitta? loved yeah, throwing. Yeah, Pitta. Pitta, Pitta, yeah, he loved right. throwing to Pitta. Um, it's unfortunate he's not throwing to Fant. Yeah, much, that's that's but. actually why I was, I wanted Fant to do well this year. But obviously, he's a young tight end, needs a groom. Uh, but on to the points of what you are talking about with the wide receiver depth and Sanders being hurt, and you know Lindsey and Freeman also getting work. If Sanders is out, I do expect. <laughs> Uh, both Lindsay and Freeman to be startable in this game. Uh, Lindsay it actually has less uh, receptions than Freeman this year. Freeman has 21, Lindsay has 19. And you would not think that if you were a fantasy football player. You'd think, oh, Freeman's the uh, one and two down back and, and Lindsay's the third down back. No, this year it is just across the board, 50-50, no matter what the role is. They're rolling with Whatever running back is, you know, has the most oxygen in their lungs at that time. So I think both of them this week with a high-scoring matchup against Kansas City, where their defense is not that well, um, you know, good. I think that both Lindsey Freeman with Sanders out could also, um, you know, thrive this week. You, you see Freeman each week, you know, getting around that six, seven, eight fantasy points. You know, I can't drop, I can't drop them, but I also can't start them. But I think this is the week uh, that you can rely on both of them. Yeah, I mean. Freeman ended up with a nice little day um, last week. Five catches, 42 yards. He turned in like 10 fantasy points. I mean, I still wouldn't start Freeman. I mean, I have to. Well, it's because he doesn't get the touchdowns. He doesn't He doesn't get the touchdowns. He doesn't have the opportunity. But there's uh, there's definitely a role for Freeman on the team. And, yeah, Lindsey's going to Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson um, both had good games against the Chiefs last week. So yeah. um, um, they are able to get run on. So... Now, this on. is I speak good. Run done. <laughs> you need Corey get to just down. edit the words. So, so, so Corey, what is this? <laughs> How do we fix this? What grade is this? <laughs> um, and this is at Arrowhead, so I just wanted to check that and make a note of that real quick. Oh. So this is... Um, oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. no, no, no yeah. It's not a mile high. It's mile high. Yeah, and... Um, Total over under is forty eight and a half. So play your kickers if you got those in your league. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's true. Yeah. And also get rid of your kickers. <laughs> yeah, please yeah. get rid of your kickers and get rid of defenses. Um, so that is probably going to do it for our first podcast. If anyone else has anything to join in or add to before I close this one out, 
Um, we are Top Shelf Fantasy for Scott, Corey, and Tom. I am Craig. Find us over on Instagram and Twitter at Top Shelf FNTSY. Go to our website at TopShelfFantasy.com. That waiver wire article that we talk about will be put out there on Tuesdays. Today is Tilting Tuesday. Today is the 15th of October. We are Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose. Yeah.